Do it. Do it. Welcome to the Austin Otaku Podcast, hosted by Jesse McDonald and Keith Good. Welcome back to the Austin Otaku Podcast, everyone. My name is Jesse McDonald, and joined this week by the continued, continually frustrated Keith Good. Keith, how are you doing? I'm so frustrated. I thought you were going to go with continually frustrating. As soon as I heard you say continually, and I thought, oh, he's going with frustrating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I, I, I okay. would say I thought about it, and to be 100% honest and transparent, I lost if this week was positive or negative. Um, negative. So I figured I'd throw it in the middle. Um <laughs> Because sometimes frustration <laughs> is good, but or good, uh, good. but uh, yeah. So maybe I maybe I um, maybe I fudged that one a little bit, but I think it's good. Uh, how are you doing, bud? I'm fine. I'm not nearly as frustrated as uh, I usually am, um, but uh, that's because it's Friday. Yeah, I'm just going to say a lot of topologies about Fridays. Every single Friday, I'm going to say something obvious about Friday, like Friday leads to Saturday. <laughs> how about? <laughs> I don't know if this bit is going to last uh, in our format, bud. Uh, you're right. I'll run out of tautologies before we run out of episodes. <laughs> so how are you this week, Jesse? I'm good. I'm very good. Uh, as of recording this, because I know it's going to be a few weeks before it goes out, I started feeding uh, the kiddo solids this week. Learned that she likes uh, sweet potatoes and really doesn't like peas. So, yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of where my life is. Uh I'm a pea fan. I'm a big sweet potato fan, too. I turned orange as a kid. I ate so many. Um, but I also like peas, so I don't know. She might be more of her mother's daughter. If she likes edamame. Oh, definitely going to try that. Definitely going to yeah. try that. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm I'm really excited for this week's guest, man. Um, someone that we, we always frequently see whenever we go conferences in Dallas. Um, so very excited. Uh, our guest this week is content and communication strategist, speaker, and poet Aisha Willis. She has a degree in both journalism and public relations, and she is the founder of The Right Solution. In her spare time, she advocates for social justice, writes fan fiction, enjoys anime, obsesses over K-pop, and is a pretty big soccer fan. Welcome to the show, Aisha. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Oh, bro, it's nice. It's nice. Now, I do kind of wish I was there in Austin, even though, I mean, like, it's hot as, you know, whatever there <laughs> and here, so we're good, mm -hmm. you know. So the heat would not be a detractor. <laughs> you can't flee the heat in Texas, I'm afraid. No, no. <laughs> I feel like that's an album name. You can't flee <laughs> the heat. <laughs> there you go. Should we have a band? I like it. Let's do we're, it. We're going to start the Austin Otaku band. Yes. I play a hell of a triangle. <laughs> I got kazoo for sure. You got kazoo? Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I do have an actual guitar over there. Um. <laughs> I'm currently ignoring my guitars, bass, and drums sitting right in front of me, but I'm going to take the kazoo. I do have a didgeridoo in the corner over there. Not good I mean, at it, but hey. I just, hey. Well, yeah. the guitar in the corner, I'm not good at it. I haven't played in so Set long. Sadly, I let my guitar weep gently for too long, and now it's rusted. So well played, oh. very well played, oh, yes. very well played. Well, thank you for being on the show, Aisha. Um, for can she still cry Mary though? 
Um, oh, wow. <laughs> it came back around. Holy it hell. Did. That's great. I, sure. <laughs> if we want to do the classic, I mean, we could do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> and we will for sure. We but before will. we uh, before we get a little too deep or before we get into it too much, um, will you tell guests a little bit more about yourself personally and professionally? Well, my name is Aisha Nicole Willis, and I'm giving you my full name because it means a lot to me. Um, Aisha is actually, it means life. Nicole means victorious. So victorious life is what my name means, and that's pretty cool. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I'm like, it, it can actually also mean love. And I don't know what this victorious love life is supposed to be, but uh, we're working. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and I just kind of have a lot of different interests go a lot of different ways with things just personally, uh, professionally, also kind of have a interesting resume. Uh, when I was in high school, we won't talk about how long ago that was. Um, there was a big push to get women, especially women of color, into STEM. Um, so even though ever since I was in second grade, ever, it, from the time I could write, people have known I could write, <laughs> like that I could do this. Um, I was pushed towards, you know, a more marketable uh, profession. So when I, I actually went to the Science Magnet High School here in Dallas, although probably should have gone to arts details. Uh, <laughs> I, I did end up, <laughs> I tried to make it work though, to where I could win on both counts when I went to college the first time and studied architecture for four years um, before going insane. And um, because not sleeping for four years, will do that to you. And I loved it. Like design is, I don't even know how to explain it. Design is like one of the, it, it's just, it is, but it, it, Mr. Good, you're you're continually frustrated. Is that what it is? <laughs> Design is like that. Design is like it's so amazingly beautiful and frustrating at the same time, right? Because there's so many rules and regulations and trying to put the art into it. It's ah. So started. That's how I started my career. Um, and I, 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 you know, I did not finish in that degree program, but uh, I did get to work in it for a little while and it was a lot of uh, fun, but also frustrating. And uh, mm -hmm. then I went and had an illustrious retail career as one does when one does not have a degree. And <laughs> <laughs> which is, and I, I mention this because sometimes people, you know, we know not everyone has a fun feeling about retail, mm -hmm. but I will tell you this. I learned almost everything I know about marketing <laughs> being on a sales floor. <laughs> There's wow. just nothing like learning to take care of a client, especially when clients are, you know, clients. <laughs> and then when you're on a sales floor. And so they're always right. Those customers are always right. They're, they're always, always right. And so spent time frontline retail, ended up making my way into being. Uh, corporate retail. Now that's where it got really fun because then I became a project manager and I started uh, organizing conferences and which is one of the reasons you always see me running around at State of Search <laughs> because I used to be the person who literally put that kind of thing on. And in, in addition to doing incentives and recognition, also 
part of my other marketing training. So um, came out of that and ended up going back to school and finally pursued communications degrees. So I know it's just, it's the wonderful world, <laughs> but that is, you know, so I, in my brain, I've got all of this, like I've got this design training and this sales training and, you know, and then I'm insane about grammar because someone has to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting, you took the scenic route to where you are today. Oh yeah, that is exactly it. You know, that, um, what is the meme, you know, where it's like how we expect life to be and then there's that straight line and then there's the, how it actually <laughs> is. And it's just like, yeah. you know, it looks like a cat playing with yarn or something. <laughs> just, yeah, you know? that's the truth. I think, yeah, that, I think oh, yeah. all three of us could, could attest to that, that we are in a field that mm -hmm. we did not go to school for, basically. <laughs> At all. 100%. That is 100% the truth. I find it interesting, your story, uh, where you, you felt sort of compelled to go into STEM and focus on that. Um, and part of me, wishes they had done more of that when I was in school, uh, because I do, I am utterly fascinated by the sciences and, you know, any, any of the attempts from writers like Brian Greene or, or even, you know, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson to bring oh my gosh. <laughs> hard sciences down to the, the masses and help us learn is great. At the same time, there's also aptitude. And it, it sounds to me like they didn't really take your aptitude into account uh, your aptitudes are in the creative uh, areas. Your aptitudes are in writing and yes. um, those types of things. So I, I, while I think um, you probably had a much more enriching experience by going down the wrong path for a short period of time, or at least maybe even a long period of time. It felt like an eternity. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but you, you came out better for it, right? So I did. You, could probably, I did. you could probably, you know, you could probably. Oh, tell I left out between. the whole section about you know going to ministry school. I left that part out, but that was oh. there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You you touched on so many of the areas of the human experience. You've got the the sort of the concrete. Uh, non-abstract aspects of physical existence, which are the sciences. You've got the sort of um, sort of emotional, mental aspects of design and creativity, and then you got the spiritual aspects of your ministry as well. So you've oh, yeah, hit on sure. them all. I, it's it's very funny. Um, one of the reasons, and you know, do I have an aptitude for science? Sure. Like I will never, and 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 you can quote me on this. Never not brag about the fact that I made like a 95 in chemistry in high school. And then we took college and then I took college chemistry also in high school. And the only reason I didn't get a hundred is because I missed too many days. So I will never not brag about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a certain aptitude for the sciences and I absolutely physics is amazing, but it does. It's like the brain only goes, you know, it's mm -hmm. like maybe second gear. And then it's just like, the glaze begins and mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, you're just like, uh, I was following you and then you jumped off a cliff and I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's really fascinating too. Um, and you're an anime fan as the, the two of us are as well. 
And one of the things I always noticed about, uh, and, and I don't know how true this is uh, in reality in Japan, but certainly in the animes, the way they portray middle school and high school is, is that you, you kind of have to decide rather early on what your aptitudes are and where you want to sort of pursue. And the high school you go to uh, is geared towards whatever aptitude you assume. So there are, you know, maybe high schools that are more adapted to um, the physical uh, engineering or even mechanics. And then you've got high schools that are maybe more liberal arts. I, and I, and I always thought as a, as a viewer of anime, they might be, um, they might be pigeonholing these kids in an area that they aren't going to be happy in. And a lot of the anime oftentimes are about people discovering that that's not what they want to do with they their life. They want to do. Yes. Oh my gosh. Which is one of, that's one of the reasons they're so great, right? One of the mm-hmm. great things about anime is that it's such a great medium for storytelling. Right, because you can tell, you can get your um, what is it? Your moral, the the you know, like kill a kill. I will never forget how I almost. I don't know if either of you watched that one, but I mm-hmm. almost yeah. totally dipped on kill a kill when I first saw it. I was like, what <laughs> is this fan servicey? Well, <laughs> and I would have missed such an incredible story, right? But yes. because it is that medium. You know, speaking of like high school, right? That's what yes. the ones where it's like, you know, when people are like, do you like high school animes? And I'm like, um, if you're talking like high school, like it's portrayed in Yu Yu Hakusho or Kill Lock Hill, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't forget uh, Shokugeki no Soma or uh, Food Wars. Okay, uh, look, I've seen like only a few episodes of Food Wars, which is, you know, kind of sad, but yes, those are, yeah. Oh my god! See that one's on my list. I haven't gotten there. It yet. always makes me hungry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it, it will always make you hungry. But it's a fascinating idea of this high school that is one hundred percent dedicated to the culinary arts. Yes. <laughs> See, uh, my wife when when we met in high school, we were fifteen when we met. Oh um, mercy! Wow. Yeah, yeah, we've been together sixteen years. When we met, she her initial plan was to go into culinary. She loves cooking. Um, was taking vocational culinary classes during high school. So she would get on a bus at like lunch and then go across the street to the the Votech and do her culinary thing. So she thought that was what she wanted to do. Ended up going and doing some national baking competitions and just found she wasn't prepared for it. But anyway, decided that that just wasn't what she wanted to do professionally. She wanted to continue to be the thing that she enjoyed. Um, so the the thought of a a show entirely based around a school for cooking is, is really intriguing. I know she tried to watch it a little bit, but with the kiddo, uh, that kind of put, was put on pause for her, but yeah, that, that one's definitely on our list. So I, I'm, I'd be interested to see how my wife reacts to, to that sort of thing. Well, I will say having, you know, having gone to school like that, you know, in Dallas, we have the magnet school programs Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and I went to, it's, I kid y'all. It's just okay. So, you know, I went to a uh, quote unquote typical uh, elementary, but when it was time to go to junior high, um, they did. They wanted to get me into the magnet programs. Again, I should have gone to Griner, I believe is the name of the arts school. But I ended up at Longfellow, which is the career academy. <laughs> so, like, you would funnel into from your elementary you would have funneled into Longfellow and then gone to business magnet 
right? That would have been, or I can't even think of what the science one was called for junior high and then gone to science or Griner and then gone to arts. But I went to the business, you know, junior high and then the science specific um, high school. I will say this though. I love that I went to the science specific high school because I learned so many things. Um, part of me, of course, will always wish I'd have gone to arts, but there is just nothing like learning um, electronics and how to solder from a former Marine. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Oh my God. I did not mean to say former Marine from a, mar from a Marine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> from a Marine who you just were wondering any day if he was going to just like snap. <laughs> like, this is guy, because he, he had this big bushy beard and he was, he did, he smiled a lot, but you were like, I swear, I wonder if he's trying, if he's going to just kill us one day, if we just, <laughs> you know, this whole thing's a ruse. A bunch of 10th graders. And this is like, you know, the, the board, you know, back before the internet, there was the board mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, we were always doing stuff we shouldn't have done. So yeah, it was <laughs> what a time to be alive. But yes, I mean, even when you do end up in an, on an interesting path, <laughs> you still <laughs> end up in the right place eventually. I hope that wasn't too boring for you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you have a particular anime that that you found to be like unforgettable and you've had to watch it no, a number of times? Okay, I was hoping you'd ask. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling my age here, um, but my favorite anime, because it's always hard to just pick one, right? Um, the Reader Die series. I don't know if you're familiar. Ooh, yeah. with the, oh, yes. I am in love with Yamaka Reedman. Like she is just... The nerd, I mean, come on, the nerd is the hero. Like, you know, <laughs> she is she is the queen of awkward. And somehow, you know, she is just such a badass. Um, I think one of the reasons I love Read or Die so much is because it is so gray. You know, from the time we're really young, we're taught that life is black and white and you do all these things. And if you follow this path, then things will work out well, right? And I think one of the things about growing up that's the hardest thing you realize is that life is not black and white. It's very gray. And there's shades of that gray. And read or die, the main one, the, what do you call it? Oh, the three episode, the OAV for it is, mm -hmm. um, or OVA, whatever it is. Um, it's kind of almost simple, right? It's just a quick one and done. You're like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, that was but then when you watch R.O.D. the TV, the 26th episode that comes after it, it is just, well, who, who are the bad guys? You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> because you're, you're like, I mean, it very much seems like they're the bad guys, but oh my gosh, oh. <laughs> there's just <laughs> a whole lot happening there. So that was probably, and to see how, you know, characters change over time. Is, mm -hmm. I, I love so that is I have seen that so many times I own both of those um, and um, on on you know on DVD no less not even Blu-ray on DVD um, my one of my other absolute favorites I would say these are neck and neck um, again another older one is Full Metal Panic that series mm -hmm. which I have the 
DVDs of all of those. And the, except for the last season, the season four came out, I believe either last year or it may have been in 2018. Um, finally, <laughs> but I have all of the, what do you call them? The manga and the light novels. <laughs> like <laughs> I love that story. Cause it's just like, it's insane. <laughs> you know, it, that's you know. as someone who really enjoys giant robots and mech. That's one that's always been on my list, but I've just never, never gone to and yes, read or die even. Um, Actually, Jesse, just like mm -hmm. you can just unplug now. I don't even want to talk to you anymore. All right. Uh, well, it's, <laughs> been nice, it's, it's been, been nice great. talking to you guys. Um, I'll see you next week. Keith. <laughs> I mean, it would just be great if the metal could save you, but the metal will not save you at this point. I'm kidding. I'm listening. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, but that one's always been on my list and will always be on my list. And the same with Read or Die. I remember, I think, I think Cartoon Network, Toonami, Adult Swim, can't remember which one played the mm -hmm. OVA. Yes. When I was first getting into anime back in like 04. And I remember just really liking it and just ne nothing ever happened with it. They didn't show the whole thing. So that always bummed me out. So that one stays on my list as well. It was G4. Like, well, no, no, no. I mean, like, yes, Toonami showed it. It, mm -hmm. it was like the Saturday night movie. They showed yeah, the yeah, three yeah. episode thing is like a movie. Yeah. And um, I side note, and I do want to say this, and I hope people aren't offended by it, but it was such a weird world and even like thinking about it i'm getting goosebumps when i did watch that for the first time and there's a scene in new york and obviously this was like i think it was either it must have been done it was originally like made in oh early oh one mm -hmm. so when we were watching it in like oh three oh four the twin towers were still the world trade center is mm -hmm. there and it's like it was you know that shock of seeing it, you know, even in a cartoon space, it was just like, whoa, you know, and yeah. it was just, I was like, wow. I, and I thought that was very interesting that Cartoon Network even continued to show, decided to show it, especially right after that happened. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah, it was just, it was, an, it was, it's like when you watch a movie from back, you know, before 9-11 mm -hmm. mm -hmm. happened and you see it and you're just like, you know, it just, it, it, it's a very unreal moment, you know? So, it is, yeah. Not to get all deep and somber and whatnot, but I just, I, you know, entertainment, life, it interacts, you know? Entertainment. Oh, totally, yeah, totally. No, totally. And I'm sure there's a German word for the feeling uh, because they, they always have, they always have a word, right? Uh, for the feeling really, they you do. have. They, they really do. They literally have a word for everything. But I was just watching a John Candy movie from like 1991 called Delirious, uh, which oh is God, not so. Oh, it's not even such a great movie, but uh, I still had to watch it because, you know, I'm, I'm in John this Candy. bad movie kicker. Yeah, John Candy. And uh, he's he's a, a a writer for a soap opera in New York City. And of course, they do the panoramic city shot. And there's the Twin Tower sitting right there. There's and that feeling that you have of watching something that is completely destroyed and gone, and the world has changed so significantly since. I'm sure there's a German wor word for it. So if we have any listeners that are German or speak German, um, write in with the uh, the word because we want to know the <laughs> inquiring the 30, minds. <laughs> inquiring minds want to know. Yes, the thirty letter word that you have for that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's 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 really funny. We have hit that halfway point already, and it's time for the potentially infamous "Tell Me Something Good" segment. Tell me something good. 
Yay! So let's kick it off well, this week with uh with Aisha. What what's your what's your recommendation? What's your otaku recommendation this week? Okay, so my otaku recommendation this week. I noticed you guys said I was obsessed with K-pop. I don't I don't know that I'm obsessed. <laughs> 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 I'm sure I probably made that, but like <laughs> I love okay, so my, my, my group is twice. I love them. Twice is everything that I thought I would not like about K-pop. <laughs> it's uh, there's nine members, which is just like way too many. <laughs> and their concept for a while was like super, like really cute. And I, you know, yeah, I used to listen to Pantera for God's sake. Come on now, what is this? Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> I used to listen to Living Color. I mean, I still do. Like, <laughs> and now I'm, you know. Me like you, like you, like you. Um, any that's a song. I swear I'm not being ugly. Um, but it's uh, it twice recently um, released. I, I think it was either last week or two weeks ago. Uh, a, their first English single. Their last album was called More and More. So they released a an English version of that song, and yeah, you can find it on Spotify or Apple Music or any of those, and it's twice you know like spelled like normal <laughs> that's awesome yeah yes. I've, I've never been a huge k-pop guy but it's something that i always um it's, i find intriguing especially as someone who likes j-rock and even admittedly j-pop yeah we're definitely going to need to get into the k-pop stuff because i think we, we had a really interesting conversation in dallas about that uh last time we had state of search but we'll we'll get into that for sure yeah jesse what's your uh what's your otaku recommendation for the week so it's funny, the the more we do these, the more I'm thinking, oh, man, I wish we could just do a whole episode where I recommend a ton of shit to people. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I've, I've, I've been finding ways to optimize this. You know, I talked about a, a, a trilogy of movies, a book that accompanies it. And this week, I'm going to do something similar that branches out a little bit further than that. I'm going to recommend the comic book series, The Amory Wars. Um, basically, it is a science fiction kind of star wars-esque uh sort of story very spacey has some superhero elements to it but the kicker for me uh particularly is that it is written by the lead singer of my favorite band in this world coheed and cambria and the story actually goes and tells the story of most of their albums so they're at about Ooh. nine albums right now. What? Eight of them uh, actually tell this story. So their first five tell the story more or less in order. The first one being more of like a prequel part one type thing. Um, but the, the comic book does that. Uh, each book is an, an album, more or less. And it tells the story of the main main character, whose name is also Claudio, because the entire story is actually a metaphor for things that have happened in Claudio's life. Um, so first, first issue, the parents of, of this, this hero turn into these monsters and start destroying the world. It's a representation of Claudio's father being a functioning heroin addict. Um, at some point, like, uh, in the story, his girlfriend, uh, he's, he's wrestling with, cause it, it, it splits into the, the character of a writer and a character within the story and them wrestling with how to deal with the fact that his girlfriend has cheated on him and what does happen to her character in the story. 
Um, so yeah, so in turn, while I'm rep recommending this this series of uh, comic books, one having a novel as well, also in in that is the music of Coheed and Cambria itself. So uh, check both of those things out. They're they're super cool and important to my life. So, um, what about you, Keith? What what are you grooving on this week? Well, I am thankful that you uh, you decided to recommend uh, the music of Coheed and Cambria in addition to your other recommendation, because I had initially thought about recommending a Japanese band, um, but then I felt compelled that, that there might be something else that I wanted to recommend. And <laughs> sure enough, I, I did. I just searched my, my brains for a few minutes and, and realized <laughs> there was a really great show that came out a few years ago. Uh, it's an anime uh, series called Gate. Oh, and yeah. if you've had an opportunity to watch this, I, I, I'm sure you'll agree with me on this, but it is a terrific show. It's definitely on the harem side um, because it, it, you know, and I don't mean to just recommend harem animes because I don't. <laughs> I, I, was, I was kind of looking at, at some notes and like, wow, Keith's really recommended a bunch of harem. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really sad, but it's really kind of a cool story too. At there, there is a point in history um, in which a gate suddenly appears in the middle of the Ginza district in Tokyo, and so Ginza is very, very upper echelon shopping district in Tokyo, and out of the gate pops this army of medieval monsters and knights, and they start hacking away at people. Just you know these poor Japanese people that are just sort of taken back and shocked. Um, well, it, after a few minutes, the SDF or JSDF kicks in, the Japan self-defense force kicks in and obliterates this medieval army with modern weaponry, of course. And they realize the gate has been left open. And so they're able to go back through the gate to this medieval world with all of this massive military equipment and they're able to sort of bring justice back to uh to this this medieval world but they send this one character in the main character of, of the series uh he just happens to be <laughs> an otaku uh which is kind of funny he, <laughs> of course. he's a huge he's He's a huge manga otaku, so he knows all the tropes. And it just so happens that he ends up being surrounded by all of these women who fit these uh, standard uh, anime tropes of sort of the elf girl and the, you know, the the sort of half human, half animal girl. Um, and are you sure uh, this for, isn't Tenchi? <laughs> it's it's not. It's really not. But it's actually a really really good. That's every Tenchi. <laughs> It's a really good show, though. I highly that recommend awesome. it. Uh, it's called Gate, and it is awesome. available on on Crunchyroll. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, so it's so funny. Like with you, get what you guys are talking about. Okay, so Jesse, your recommendation made me think of um, years ago. Daft Punk worked with uh, Master Leiji Matsumoto. For mm -hmm. do y'all remember when Discovery came out and then they had that um that visual album, I guess part of it called uh Interstellar 5555. Mm -hmm. And so it's like an anime of its own, right? Yeah. And that was so like so is that the it, one that they played on Cartoon Network back in the day? They did they played it so like this one some some yeah, around somewhere there, they played like the first four songs from that yeah. and then yeah, like yeah. a bunch of gorillas stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um and then the one that you were talking about, Keith, it, um, uh, oh God, oh God, come on now. You, oh, made me think of the vision of Escaflone. Oh, right? yeah. Okay, Escaflone, you know, yep. Uh, yep. Gate, 
opens and just like you want to talk about something being completely different from the like the movie being so different from the actual <laughs> series that was like what just happened uh, <laughs> yeah that one. so uh, sorry but like that just totally made oh, me yeah. both, both of those uh you know things there which, <laughs> that's awesome which which if we're going to mention escaflona we have to mention um the lady who did the soundtrack um or the main song the theme Yoko Kano. I don't remember. oh yeah oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I was, oh I, was, I was gonna say Yoko Kano. She's yes. in my opinion one of the most underrated uh composers and and music directors in in history. And she really needs to have a monument built to her somewhere uh, while she's while she's alive. So at or at least get a Grammy. Uh so <laughs> seriously. She's, she's really, really amazing. awesome. So yeah. Sorry, just didn't mean to take over. Oh. It's like, oh my god, no I mean, worries. this and that that's, and the other. Yeah. That's, that's how this segment works. And so those are our recommendations this week for Tell Me Something Good. Tell me something good. So now that we're in the second half, let's let's really dive into into K-pop. So what <laughs> what is it about K-pop that you you kind of that resonates with you? So um <clears throat> if I'm being completely honest, a lot of it okay, some people I have heard say they don't like it because it sounds dated and that would probably be the exact reason i do like it because a lot of it sounds like 90s r&b <laughs> or okay. 90s r&b or dance um I can and see that, um yeah. and so this the stuff that i do like um because i have intentionally kept it a bit small because it is it's a huge industry um but those are the the things that I really like that drew me in. I will say this. I had a, so K-pop is one of those things that I was like on the outskirts and edges of for a while before I actually took the dive in. And um, because some of my online friends, you know, Twitter is a magical place. Um, <laughs> we're into it. And I was like, oh, I don't know, man. And, and again, I was already in the anime and comics and, you know, I just, it, and I am a musician and I, Look, <laughs> you can only have so many expensive habits, right? And, um, you know, I could never do drugs. You know why? Because I can't afford to, okay? Like, you know, that's the fact that I don't want to. I can't afford to. Drugs, <laughs> not a sponsor yet. Ooh. I want that on a shirt. Know, right? <laughs> but, but a few years ago, um, this one group uh, took a big chance and they added an african-american woman to their group nice which was very interesting um and i've actually heard her her name's alex reed um mm. she's done she's no longer in the industry but like she still gets invited to like k-cons and things like that and uh people love her um <laughs> and she did she went through some things she was like the industry was very welcoming to her she's like other artists were great she's like but it was just a very odd situation for her right um where but but that was one of the things that got me a little more into it and then a few years ago um a friend of mine her kids were super into um this new group that was forming uh, called stray kids and so ended up watching their reality show which let me just tell you, oh my God, that's the stuff that gets you, right? I think that's really one of the other things that gets you. Like, here's the deal. I don't like American Idol 
I don't like the voice. I don't like these competition shows, right? They're just, I mean, now I will occasionally watch the voice because there's a lot of really talented people on there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if I hear something, I might watch it, but that's not my, it's not my cup of tea. Right. But again, you know, my friend's kids and I was hanging out with them and I started watching it and it, just the storytelling on this, right? And you do, you get attached to these people and then you're watching it and you're like, and then someone gets cut and then you're like, why am I crying like a little <laughs> child here? Like, it's like, and, you know, so watching them be formed and all this stuff. So I kind of was following along with them and vibing to them a bit. And I mean, and of course I'd heard of BTS um, by this mm-hmm. point and was like kind of following it just, you know, years and years and years ago when the Latin pop, let's go back in time here, the Latin explosion happened in the U.S. I was already super into Latin music. Um, it was how I learned Spanish, one of the ways I learned Spanish. And so uh, my other reason for getting into K-pop is I want to learn Korean. So I was like, worked before, let's go for this again. <laughs> um, but as I kind of started following these guys i was like i mean they're cool and all but i started getting into a couple of more groups at the same company and so i got in the got seven and love those guys you want to talk about like 90s r&b type style that's got seven all day long i love them they're amazing please listen to jackson long's uh singles and because uh, <laughs> he's got he's got singles in english but um th- from there um ended up seeing some twice videos and um yeah i twice yeah their main <laughs> dancer i'm just saying their main dancer her name well they have two main dancers but um the initial one her name is her name is momo uh Hirai momo she's mm. actually japanese mm. um and i will tell you trying to watch their reality show that made their group like you you should only watch it if you have a therapist because you're going to need to go to therapy after you watch this series <laughs> because it is so like, oh my God, the stuff those guys, those kids went Too late. Through. I already <laughs> need a therapist. It's, you, you mentioned something really interesting um, uh, about, um, you, you mentioned BTS, um, which- Yeah, in passing. I Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, it made me think, it's been blowing my mind how huge they've gotten in America. Yes. Like Duran Gray had a little stint uh, back in like the early 2000s where they were kind of decently well known in the American metal scene. Cool. Yeah. Baby metal starts blowing up and you're like, holy <laughs> shit, they're, they're a weird band. I love them. I can't believe that that you now people, you can almost say baby metal to any music fan in this country and they'll be like, yeah, I either hate them or love them, whatever. Um <laughs> Which cool. And I mean, they're big enough to where they came and did a tour here, a limited tour here that me and Keith actually went to. And it was an awesome show if you like that band. So it was great. But then there's bands like Blackpink and BTS that are like massive here now. Like they are actually substantially well-known K-pop artists. And it's not Mm -hmm. like they're doing tons of English songs. I'm sure they have translated versions. They're legit doing their thing. And it's huge here. It blows my mind. It blows my mind that cultural barriers like that are being broken down actually I mean, my it's fantastic too yeah that surprises me about it like i love that right yeah that it's and it, and it is a, it's a lot of the younger people which it gets a little you know people some people are like aren't you a bit old for that and i was like what music 
<laughs> right. It's like, am I a bit old for music? And that is, and it, you know, I just, I don't, yeah, I am like so excited for the success that they've had, you know, like actually yeah. Blackpink had a single come out last night um, with uh, Selena Gomez. So, um, you know, and it's just fun to watch how, um, I, w- I will say this, you know, I don't know if y'all remember hearing about K-pop Twitter coming to the rescue of, you know, and, and thwarting some of those, uh, the ways that the police were looking for protesters Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. a few months ago and mm-hmm. they were just spamming the thing with fan cams mm-hmm. and things like that. It's so funny too, because I, I do, I have a, I have a fan account um, <laughs> and it's, funny to watch these to watch it right like sometimes like i i realize how young some of these folks are you know because they i mean the fan wars are so serious you know i remember when i was growing up the fan war was um you know paula abdul versus Janet jackson and i mean it's just you know i remember one day realizing wait paula abdul choreographs for Janet jackson so this is stupid but like yeah you could tell these kids all day long that blackpink and twice are friends and you know support each other and they still are like my band's better than yours (laughs) (laughs) well as 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 we know especially we had this conversation about star wars and a lot of other universes out there oftentimes um, the fans just make the world a worse place in many cases because. Absolutely. Oh God. Well, like, I mean, I, I have, I've been on. Okay. So like my, my Twitter account, I remember I, I set it up and then it just kind of sat there for a bit. And it wasn't until I found, you know, my nerdy tribe on, on there mm-hmm. that I finally was like, ah, I got it now. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, then I got to understand Twitter started doing live tweets, you know, and all this stuff. And it's like a lot of fun, but yeah, you see a lot of toxic folks in fandoms. It's just, and it doesn't matter. Like you said, it just, yeah. it, uh, and, and what kills me is like, okay, K-pop, like I said, it's a lot of younger folks, but shoot, like, when you're seeing somebody who's, I've been a Star Wars fan since Star Wars one, well, don't, or Star Wars, you know, for it's like yeah. well, don't you think you should maybe not be harassing you know a 20 year old about yeah appreciating some representation <laughs> <laughs> don't you think you're a bit grown to be like you know mad about Ray? no question <laughs> no question your discussion uh, about k-pop is is very interesting to me i i i have not really spent a lot of time listening to the music i have i've listened to it don't don't get me wrong just because yeah. i've got friends that are huge uh, as jesse mentioned bts fans and those those types of fans and i'll listen and i'll see yeah they, they've definitely got this huge r&b influence um it, to, to the music itself and you mentioned uh was it alex reed uh that mm-hmm. was um uh, the, the the black K- k-pop star how is korea accepting of of uh, also the Japanese K-pop star. How is Korea in accepting these sort of outside, sort of outsider types of of folks? Are they? Because I know Japan sometimes has an issue with it. I remember Crystal K from the '90s and the early 2000s, oh who was a yeah, but they, they welcomed Lady Beard in with open arms, so we're good. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm just curious how Korea reacts to sort of folks well, that are sort of outside of the norm in their music. 
So what, you know, just going from what I've heard and some of what I've seen. So um, like I said, Alex Reed did a podcast with, with someone and she was talking about how like in the industry, you know, like the other artists, she didn't see, you know, welcome and everything. It was just kind of, she said a lot of what she faced was less about her skin color and more about the fact that she didn't go through the process. Right. And oh, so, okay. and, and that was one of the big things she said she faced. And even like, you know, yeah, there's that R&B tinge sound, but like, even like the setups that they have, these companies, it's like Motown, but like on steroids, right? You know, all the training that these guys get, <laughs> yeah. you know, and everything. Um, so, but, you know, she said that the people, like the general public, some folks had, a, you know, major problem, you know, it's... Mm. I don't want to step out, but like, I'm, you know, I read a lot of articles and whatnot and, you know, there's, it's not like it's not known that, um, some of these cultures can be notoriously anti-black, Yeah. <laughs> but it's, and so it's, you know, she said she did see some of that, but, you know, I don't want to put, you know, words in, you know anything, but like, you know, some folks deal with that. And I mean, I've yeah. you know, read some blogs of folks who, some women who've been over there, women and men who've been over there who teach English and they're, you know, they, they deal with these kinds of things. Um, interestingly enough, so um, some of the more popular members in Twice, and Momo, I, I mentioned her a lot because she's in, she's my bias. Mm -hmm. um, well, she's one of my biases. I have three because when you have nine people in a group, how do you pick one? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but Momo was the one, like, if you, like, I would see her, I saw her dance videos and she's just brilliant. But she and another girl, Sana and Mina, they're, they call them J-Line because they're from Japan. There's some folks that absolutely just love them and they're super duper popular. But, I mean, even last year, um, Sana made a statement on their Instagram about the changing of the, was, what was it? The, was it Emperor? The, the, the age, right? Yeah, from yeah. One age oh, next. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and yes. she just she just made a, you know, basically she's like twenty three or something like that, right? So her entire life it's been this one thing, and it's just going. She's just going into this new age. Oh my goodness! When I tell you, the folks came out of the anti and I, and mm -hmm. it's one of those things where like you can understand like the Japanese were not kind to Korea, right? Right. Um, you know, history shows that that they were. I mean, colonizing and some seriously ugly, seriously but, terrible stuff. Yes. Yes. Some really bad stuff. And so some of the folks with anti-Japanese sentiment mm -hmm. really just, they saw that post that, you know, that she put out there and it was literally just a picture of her smiling and, you know, reminiscing on her brief life and boom. And she was like, yeah she was a she was a wreck for like a couple of weeks and it was like hard it was hard to watch as a fan right you're just like but you, you see that like that they will love these folks you know in these groups and then all of a sudden you have those tensions that are under just under the surface and it's hard to you know because i don't want to say too much as an as an american outsider like i mean for god's sakes 
American interlopers, right? Sure. <laughs> but, but <laughs> you know, I just and I want to be very careful about it. But it just, you know, just as a fan, it was hard to watch. Um, and as a person, just in general, right? It's like she yeah. didn't have anything to do with it, and it's not like she was saying hail Japan. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, she wasn't. It was just- she wasn't. And all of my Japanese friends, uh, regardless of their political uh, opinions, when when the the clock ticked and it became Reiwa, which is the new the new era uh, under yes. the new emperor, because the the way they do their dates is the emperor sets the era, and they so for example, this would be Reiwa one because we're in the first year of the Reiwa era. Um, you know, all Japanese were like celebrating the the uh, the introduction of this new era, and it's it's a cultural thing. It's really hard to really judge someone for participating in their own culture, but I do get the historical uh, problems that Korea has. And I know that um, I actually visited the Yasukuni uh, shrine in Japan. Oh, that's wow. big, the, the big uh, controversial shrine that the prime minister is never supposed to visit because it is uh, the shrine to the war dead in Japan, which includes all of the war criminals from World War II. <laughs> so, um, and, I, and I was there, you know, and of course I got some looks. I got some looks like, why is this white guy in our... <laughs> in this shrine but i wanted to see what what the big deal was about but i get it i i understand it i yeah i find it interesting though um that she's as popular as she is um considering that she's japanese and so many koreans have issues uh, still with with japan and it's i mean again you know we say this i i don't know a single you know um a culture that doesn't say this you know the young people seem to be you know they handle it differently you know, very aware of history, very, and or somewhat at least, you know, but still at a, that's not the right type of thing. And so there's, you know, there's a couple, there's another group I can think of, um, I believe uh, is one in there is, uh, do they have two or three? I think they have their own J-Line as well. And it's, you know, those girls are incredibly popular um, in, in that group too. And it's just, it, it's cool to see, um, you know, just how, you know, these folks have this dream and they, you know, um, I want to say that Sana and Momo had just finished junior high when they were able to sign contracts with the company they're with and started their training there, you know, and that's, you know, but, you know, they went through the process. They did everything they're like. It's just really, it's, it's cool to see when it's very positive. You know what I mean? Yeah. It does. It, it just gets, you're like, oh, you hate to see. There's it. enough negativity. And <laughs> I know that they've, they've had issues in the past few years of high profile suicides within the K-pop industry. Yes. Uh, and that's, that's always really heartbreaking to see because you're not talking about someone who's lived a full life. You're talking about someone in their 20s that has decided yes. to end their lives. And, and this is like there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Well, and I, sorry to interrupt. That's like when I read coverage from the Western market and they always want to lead with that. It's like as if the music industry in general is not utter trash. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, you know, I just, there's so much. I mean, we, I, or, or like entertainment industry in general, right? Right. We all know the jokes about casting couches and stuff like that. And they're quote unquote mm-hmm. jokes, but it's because, you know, it's real right there's there's that kind of appeal to it and i i can remember you know what's funny is that i'm into k-pop i like um, american pop has never really been my 
thing. <laughs> I, I feel not, you. I'm with it, you. It really, like, I've, you know, it's not my, like, okay, if a great pop song comes out, you know, you're, like, going to jam to it. But, like, it's not my 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 wheelhouse but when you're reading these western takes on things where they don't even bother to get to understand and they just want to put everything off on it being the culture or whatever it's like okay i remember in the in the 90s um i can't remember how many times but like someone in NSYNC you would see passed out on stage and someone had to go get him and drag him off you know or or that kind of thing or you heard about what was going on with you know, and once they started having all those shows, you know, those competition shows for like mm -hmm. you know, making the band or whatever, you saw how these people were treated. And it's yeah. like, did we all forget or do, have we people not watched America? It's like, I don't watch it, but I still <laughs> see enough stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, listen, listen, we're America. We have a right to feel superior to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> God. And I, oh, gosh. Right. So like when it's like. I feel so bad when they talk to some of these folks and it's like, I would be pissed if someone wanted to talk about my friend's suicide for the 50th time mm -hmm. when I, yeah. especially it's like, okay, go read the other article. Damn it. <laughs> you know, it's like just in, in actually at the end of last year um, is bad. I was, I honestly timing is so, Time is so not relevant right now. That could have been mm -hmm. earlier this year <laughs> that there was a couple of suicides last right. year. And it was, yeah. it, it, you know, they are. The pressure that they are under, and it, it's ridiculous. You know, you've got to perform and... Yeah, I their think their schedules are intense. Like, I, you know. I think that kind of plagues the Japanese idol scene a lot too. I know... Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, what was it? Is it Moa Metal or Yui Metal that left Baby Metal? And yeah, everyone it was Yui. It was Yui. I think yeah. it was uh, was for similar reasons. She she said she wanted to pursue her own stuff, but I, I have a feeling she just caught a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, well, well I do want to I do want to no. say this. Like even last year, um, in in twice, um, one of the girls, um, and I do want to say that Mina, she's one of the Japanese girls. Now, Mina is, uh, give you a little background on her. She was actually born in San Antonio. She's a Texan. Um, <laughs> and then when she yeah. was, when she, exactly, when she was very little, her family moved back home to Japan. But um, she took a break last year um, because she's dealing with anxiety. And so, you know, in that kind of, culture and as far as and when i say culture i mean like the music scene type thing right taking a extended break you know the company was very supportive and they only shared certain information and then they asked people like they one of the big things and i think this is the same with japanese idols the the fan sites that follow them around you know they asked mm -hmm. you know they were like hey she's not active leave her alone you know mm -hmm. yeah. um and so she was out from like July until um, earlier this year when they started, mm -hmm. when they picked up their tour again in Japan. And she, she's been active with most of the stuff they've done this year. But, you know, she had, she, you know, she, she developed anxiety really bad. And it was just, which, uh, relatable. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I actually, I have anxiety and major depression. So I'm just like, Ugh. but like 
another member ended up talking about it. She was actually frustrated and she was in there. Um, they have like a, you know how we have Insta Live and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Instagram mm-hmm. Live. So they have this app. It's uh, the their major search thing is called Naver. So they have this thing mm-hmm. called Be Live, and you can go in there and there's a chat function. And the leader of the group, Geo, she was saying, you know, some of the, the rest of us deal with this stuff. She was like, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I have depression. And it was just like, whoa, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it, she happened to be on the there's a what do you call it? There's a premium type channel that you can pay for. And so she happened to go into that one because they get a lot of hate comments on the free one. And so she oh, yeah. and she was like, you know, like her, I, I will say this. Oh my God. Uh, her dating information, she's dating someone and that got out dating. Okay. In the States, right. That it's like, Oh my God, that's awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And people talk about mm-hmm. it. Like if you're dating in the, in the, well, Japanese, idols same thing you don't talk not allowed (laughs) yeah you're really not in in japan you're not even allowed and and if it gets out that you're uh they had the one uh member of akb 48 that had to shape she shaved her head in ritual supplication and uh, asking uh, and actually did the full on the ground bowing for forgiveness for dating are you kidding me (laughs) i was so like it's so frustrating because there's this uh, basically what would be like the National Enquirer. Uh, it's called Dispatch. And they were like following them and they have these pictures. And it's just like, mm-hmm. this is so freaking tacky, right? And they're like, mm-hmm. basically they blackmail these companies to not, you know, tell their information, but they can't do it with everybody. And her information at least, and, you know, like it wasn't, you know, for the most part, the fans were really cool with it on on both sides because he's an idol as well. But it was just like, oh my, but it's like, I didn't need to know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was, you know, it just, yeah. Yeah. It's a very interesting thing to watch. Uh, you know, here's the deal. If they don't want people that are in their industry today, they should hire people like me. <laughs> See, I was I'm about to saying. ask, uh, is, is, are you bald uh, out of forgiveness for your dating past? <laughs> No, no, seriously. <laughs> just, just hire me. I won't date. I promise. <laughs> well, it's funny. Twice when they first signed their contracts, and some of these bands are like this. I think, I think it's mo- many of them when they first their initial contract. You're not allowed to date for a certain amount of time. So, like with Twice, it was three years, and so it's just. But like, ah, oh, that whole idea. Okay, there was recently, yeah. and that was earlier this year. Someone in another one of the big guy bands in EXO, and I can't think of the guy's name. It came out that he was getting married because his girlfriend was already very, very pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and so, him. like, it, it went, right? It's like it's it's this is awesome, right? You know, they're you know they're going to be parents, and they're like it doesn't seem like it was a shotgun thing, right? Like, no, he like they seem very happy, but it was you know there was certain fans who literally showed up at the company to protest to say that he needed to be kicked out of the band. And it was wow. very interesting. Yeah. But Aww. like, I, I follow Poor some, fans. <laughs> I know. Right. And, and that's basically what a lot of the international fans are like, are you even to, and it like, doesn't matter what other country, <laughs> like just anywhere else in the world, they were like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Are you telling me this? Cause he's like, the guy's like 20, 
829. So it's like, that's a whole grown, grown man. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Mm-hmm. Like, he should be, you know, getting married and having kids. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's a matter of giving this illusion, and, and it really truly is an illusion to the fans that, that these people might at some point be attainable to the fan. Um, yes. And it's, it's an unhealthy uh, obsession that they're fostering in these folks. And I think really what needs to happen is what happens in every other country, which is, this is a different class of people, fan. <laughs> you can admire them, but you can't touch them. So, right. Uh, Just like, uh, no, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's, I follow some uh, reporters who are um, either, you know, they're reporters in Korea or the uh, Korean by, uh, heritage. And I was following what they said about it. And they're just like, you know, it's even interesting amongst, you know, older Koreans. It's like, yeah, they don't mind that they're, you know, pregnant, quote unquote, out of wedlock, whatever, as long as it's like, yeah, because like grandkids, right? It's like, mm-hmm, they're going to get mm-hmm. married, right? Okay, cool. Grandkids, you know? <laughs> it's like, we got, we got family. Yay. So it's like, here you are being <laughs> bent out of shape about something that like, no one else cares about. <laughs> but I no mean, it, it, but it is, it's just, you know, that, that, you know, like, which is why I'm like, I shouldn't say things like obsessed because those are obsessed fans, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, fairly, fairly. Those are truly obsessed people or like... You're the good kind of obsessed, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, I like music from all over the world obsessed person, right? Like, good for you. Yeah, so thank you. Awesome. Thank you. And, and so, it's, it's so funny. Some of the people I follow on Twitter talk a lot about I'm going to do it wrong. Is it AKB 48? Uh, like, and all of it. I love, like, it's just like you watch, you know, I'm like twice is twice as big in Japan. Um, mm-hmm, <laughs> they mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. laugh at my joke. Um, <laughs> they, I, there was a chuckle. I, it didn't come across. I, I, heard, I, I heard it. I heard it. I know, but they are, <laughs> they're big in Japan. And so like, they'll be on these shows over there. And so, you know, it's like, oh, that person's cool. That person's, you know, you get to see all these mm-hmm. other artists and I love that. So, yeah. so I'm taking a look at my, my watch and I think it's time for our lightning round. Lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you say lightning? Ah, killing the editor here. Killing love the editor. You. well this is the segment of our show where we basically ask every question no every question all of the questions all of (laughs) we ask we ask ask all the guests the same questions each week that way we get sort of that level set of like how do we connect across humanity and i will uh kick off the lightning round now i just did it to myself Lightning! (laughs) oh you did it to me again yeah, you know what's a great yeah. song? You know what's a great musical? Thunderstruck? And it, yes, actually, oh. Thunderstruck is great. But Grease is a great is a great musical. You know why? Go Grease Lightning. Okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. <laughs> All righty. All right, here we go. That one How podcast episode you're... that never aired. <laughs> it never aired because there's so many sound effects. It's so funny. <laughs> Uh, all right. How do you think your hobbies have contributed to your success in your full-time work? Mm. So one of the things about being a writer 
being in content, you have to be able to research things, right? And I think a lot of people don't give, I'm just going to say it, I'm going to be salty. They don't give us a lot of credit for the things we have to do when it comes to researching because you're jumping into something that you know nothing about and you have to sound Mm -hmm. like an expert about, you know, unless it is something that you are indeed already an expert about. Um, And so (laughs) one of the things about having, you know, being into anime, being into um, K-pop, just all the different things is there's a lot of honesty research that goes into that, Mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, you're in the comics. Okay. Well, how many times has Superman died now? You know, that first time in the nineties was something, but, uh, or, okay. Um, how many times can Barry Allen or, well, is it Barry or is it Wally that keeps, you know, messing up the time string? How many times, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like, okay. Okay. Like, you know, I keep blaming 2020 on the flashes. Yeah. I'm like, someone has definitely, one of them is messing with the time stream. It's funny because um, we keep blaming the darkest timeline in the community. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. So it's when you want to know these kind of things and you're coming in, like, even if, like, I read comics as a kid, but I missed a whole lot. And so it's like having to go back and, and research. And another one of the things, like I mentioned before, being in a Latin pop, it, it helped me. Well, I wanted to learn Spanish, but because I was interested in music, just in general, it was one of the things that helped me to learn another language. So Hmm. um, being in communications and knowing more than one language is a handy dandy little tool. So, (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Next question. If you could be one fictional character, who would it be? Or what? It doesn't have to be a who. It could be a what. Bro, this is like so hard. However, <laughs> I think I want to be Yang Xiaolong from Ruby. Um, okay, she's yeah. She's a badass. And she has gone through some crazy personal loss. Hmm. And she still keeps getting up and fighting. Like She wanted to give up, but she got up and kept fighting. And so now I am a couple of seasons behind, but this <laughs> is the last one. Like, uh, that I saw she had gotten up and she was like, let's go. And I, <laughs> and, uh, Ruby available on Crunchyroll. Also not a sponsor, yet. <laughs> not a sponsor, not a sponsor. Oh, or if you are, you know, like a super nerd and you want to have verve so that you can have all, well, you know, it used okay. to be worth it when you had, when it was Funimation and Crunchyroll when they were married, mm-hmm. now they're divorced and that kind of sucks. But yeah, <laughs> when that, yeah. We'll take anybody's money except for bad people. Yeah. And no even them, it, it, we just have to, they just have to increase the amount they pay us. Uh, all right. Yeah. Final question. What other interests would you like to pursue if time wasn't a constraint? I would really get back into music. So I want to want to play piano again. Um, I, I learned when I was a kid and uh, I think it would really help my guitar playing. Um, so I want to, tr- I want to train my ear. Um, yeah. So I would give a lot to get back into piano. And I, when I was a kid, I also took drum lessons, but we never got a set. So that kind of, you know, limits how far you can get. So I would pursue music um, big time. Great. It's, that's, it's a, a, that's a good goal. It's a great Excellent way to, goal. another great communication, you know. It's awesome. A great way to express, is I guess what I'm trying to say. It's a great way to express. I love it. 
All right, that is our lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the the completion of the lightning round, we are officially at time. But before we go, I wanted to thank you very much for uh, for yeah. being on the guest, Aisha. It's always great talking to you, and honestly, yeah, going to to miss chatting with you at State of Search this year in person, but it will be virtual, so at least there's that. There you go. Yeah. So thanks for having me on. I, it's, I will say this, right? Because I do sometimes feel like such a, just a, a little, I, I know I shouldn't, but like, I feel like such a little person in this industry, right? <laughs> and like, when you guys, I was like, oh my God, they're going to talk about nerd stuff. That I could talk about. <laughs> 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 you know? Say, like, man, we could have me back on. We could do a comics one. We could do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we yeah. Could, you know, uh, just. Um, so I can, really appreciate that you guys had me on. So yeah, thank you so it, much. It was uh, a an easy easy thing to to say. Hey, we should have her on whenever we decided to do this. So absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, can I throw out another recommendation? I thought about this earlier. Can I throw? Well, out we'll well Jesse gave Jesse gave yeah. two. You can give two. We'll let you have a pass. Thank you. Um, it's a comic, actually. And I normally don't do horror comics, and it's only slightly horror. Um, <laughs> it's Gail Simone did a series called Clean Room. There's only like Ooh. either 16 or 18 uh, what do you call it? Uh, issues, and you can get it in a tra in a trade. Uh, I think there's either I think there's three trades. So highly, highly. Oh my gosh, it, the art is stupid in amazing <laughs> and of course gail simone is like a brilliant storyteller so obviously about that life so sweet yes yeah, we'll, we'll, i'll definitely check that out i'm a big horror fan so that works for oh, me you <laughs> love it oh my god sweet. oh we didn't even talk about twitch man <laughs> we'll, oh. just have, we'll just have to have you back on oh my god <laughs> that's right that's right cool well thank you for being on and uh have a good day. This has been the Austin Otaku Podcast. Bye. This has been the Austin Otaku Podcast. To learn more about us and our show, to be a guest, or to subscribe to our show, go to www.austinotaku.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.